Hallelujah. Peace be with you. My name is Father Frank Skelly. I'm a redemptorist priest assigned to Our Lady Perpetual Help Church in Brooklyn. We're celebrating today the Wednesday after Easter. During this time after Easter, we read from the Acts of the Apostles. So I will be reading from the Acts of the Apostles for today, the Wednesday after Easter. The reading is from Acts 3, verses 1 to 10. Peter and John were going up to the temple area for the three o'clock hour of prayer. And a man crippled from birth was carried and placed at the gate of the temple called the Beautiful Gate every day to beg for alms from the people who entered the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked for alms. But Peter looked intently at him, as did John, and said, look at us. He paid attention to them, expecting to receive something from them. Peter said, I have neither silver nor gold, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, rise and walk. Then Peter took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles grew strong. He leaped up, stood, and walked around and went into the temple with them, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the one who used to sit begging at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with amazement and astonishment at what had happened to him. The word of the Lord. At the beginning of the third chapter of the Acts of the Apostles, Peter and John are on their way up to the temple for the three o'clock prayers. A man crippled from birth asked for alms, and Peter, as Jesus before him, heals him. God has no sense of proportion, nor did Jesus, nor do his followers. Peter is given a simple request, a handout, a few bucks for a meal. Instead, he cures the man. The man didn't ask for that. The man had a fairly good deal. His friends carried him to the gate, the best one at that, and he earned his living. Not much, but it was a living. Now in a flash, with a few magic words, all that is gone. He's got to walk now and find a job. Who are these two guys that just threw his whole life into chaos? Next thing he knows, they're in jail, and he's got to deal with this new freedom on his own. Peter learned this approach from Jesus. Never give people just what they want. Always give them more. Usually people are pretty content where they are, and just a few more scraps to keep themselves comfortable. Instead, shake them up. Give them the whole thing. That was Jesus' approach. Dealing with our own limited expectations of life we can handle. Dealing with what God wants to offer us can be downright frightening. Freedom, new life, they all sound wonderful when the sun is shining and it's spring, but living them in the heat of the summer, the dark of the fall, and the cold of winter are different realities. What does the crippled man do after his dance in the temple? What do the disciples do after the initial glow of the resurrection has faded? It wouldn't be surprising to find the crippled man faking a handicap to make a living. It wouldn't be surprising to find the disciples going back to fishing. That's safer, more comfortable. An image of comfortability comes to mind. This happened many years ago in the Bronx Zoo. Someone had left the wolf cage opened and one of the wolves escaped into the Bronx. After searching for a day, a day, the zookeepers gave up. Three days later, the wolf reappeared, 
beaten, tired, and hungry, and walked right into his cage. The New York Daily News ended the story by saying, the wolf had found out that in the Bronx, it was a jungle out there. By returning, the wolf had chosen the comfortable, the known, the secure. It wasn't much, but it was better than the jungle outside his cage. The trade-off was worth it. This year, the same story happened with a different ending. An owl escaped from the Central Park Zoo, and the zookeepers worried that it couldn't survive on its own after being in a cage for so long and not having to hunt. At last report, the owl was surviving just fine on its own. Which am I, the wolf or the owl? We all have our places of safety, our cage, our comfort zone. Peter and John knew how to deal with disappointment and despair. They had a scriptural load of that. How do you deal with resurrection and freedom? They would have settled for a political overthrow, a few choice government positions, a little graft maybe, and now their whole world has been turned upside down. And of course, Jesus vanishes and leaves them alone to deal with it. The Easter season calls us each to new lives, to shedding the handicaps, to giving up what makes us feel secure, and to embracing what is offered by God. It will be far more than we expect. The gift will frighten us by its consequences, but we will not be alone. In the word, the breaking of the bread, in the people of faith, we will find companions who have also been set free and who've had the courage to walk with Jesus. We are all capable of amazing things. Peter and John never expected to be saints in the new church they would start. Where are we settling for less than than ourselves? Jesus once asked them when they were fishermen to go out into the deep. It's much easier to live life in the shallows. Lady Gaga tells us that in her song. Where are we being invited to be more, do more, risk more, live more deeply? How can we use this time before Pentecost to look more deeply into our lives? Let God surprise you with what he wants to give you and be ready to say yes to the spirit on Pentecost.